Before we dive into all things which, I am so excited to let you know that my company, The Journal Deck, our affiliate program is now open for submissions. We are starting with just 10 to 15 folks who want to make some conscious side cash through heart-centered sales. I'm officially loosening the creative reins a little bit here and beginning to build this community of lightworkers, which I have wanted to do since the very beginning, who are going to be dedicated to spreading the journal deck and our products and our mission of self-care and living your truth through affiliate sales. If you're interested in hearing more or you want to submit, simply go to alyssacousins.com forward slash journal deck affiliates. Again, that's alyssacousins.com forward slash journal deck affiliates. The link is also in the show notes. Submissions close on Friday, November 2nd, so you better get to it. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the Self-Care Spotlight. I'm your host, Alyssa Cousins, and I'm inviting you to a lifestyle, a way of being, where taking care of yourself is everything from yoga to doing work that you love. Through my solo episodes and interviews with inspiring women who are just as likely to meditate as they are to curse. The goal of this podcast is to empower you to make space for you and your self-care and live your most radiant, aligned life. Are you with me? Hey guys, and welcome to the 2018 Halloween episode of the Self-Care Spotlight. In today's episode, I sat down with Leslie McAllister. Leslie is the owner of the shop Juju, where she is also the in-house tarot reader. The shop is best described as a modern metaphysical lifestyle store, which opened in March 2016 with the intent to become part of a collective consciousness, a community of seekers, if you will. Leslie herself is a self-taught tarot reader, but it runs in her family. Her great-grandmother, Gladys, was an astrologer and a reader. Leslie has herself always leaned towards the magical arts, and she found her first tarot deck at a young age, which is really when her journey began. Leslie just so happens to also be another Pittsburgh lady who I have worked with in the past since the journal deck found a home there as one of my first wholesale locations ever. It's a stunning metaphysical shop for all things woo and witchy. And as a modern witch, I asked Leslie to come on the show to share her knowledge. The conversation begins with a discussion of what is the connection between Halloween and the pagan holiday Samhain, and it quickly dives into all things witch, i.e. what does that term mean to her, what's a spell exactly, how we're in the midst of the waking of the witch, and what does that mean, and even her best advice on where to begin exploring the witch inside of you. And with that, welcome Leslie to the podcast. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You are so welcome, Leslie. Guys, this is another Pittsburgh lady. You know, I love my Pittsburgh ladies. I 
get a woman from Pittsburgh on the podcast any opportunity that I can, honestly. <laughs> because it's just like we're all supporting each other. And you are, Leslie, you are, in my mind at least, and I think a lot of other people like in this space, you are the Pittsburgh woo-woo lady. I mean, to me, that's like that's like you. Like you are that person to me in Pittsburgh. Like your your shop, Juju, is like to me. You just I don't know. Like you're that you're like the point person to me for all things witchy and quote unquote woo-woo and metaphysical. Like to me, that's you. Like if I think of that, I think of you for Pittsburgh. Wow. I do. And I think other people do. I think my friends think that, you know, we, you know, that we've all been to your store, you know, that like, obviously we're connected through the journal deck and all the things. And Juju is just such a beautiful store. Ladies from Pittsburgh, if you've not been to Juju in Point Breeze, like do yourself a favor and go, just go. And, oh. and check it out because you'll just <laughs> come visit. You'll just be like, "This is wonderful," and I want to stay here and just oh. hang out. Oh. Um, truly, and it's called Juju too. So, like, the name is even awesome. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, it's, it's so got cute. some meaning. Yeah, some meaning to it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just okay. have to like. I'm cracking up right now because my black cat has jumped up on my lap and is like going nuts. Oh. <laughs> so he's part of this as well right now. He's just always so has to get in on, on the action, so it's pretty cute. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have my yes. dog right here, so maybe they're sensing each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my dog is, uh, her name's Luna. Oh, yeah. my God. What a great name. Yeah. That's what I call my sister. <laughs> oh, really? We got yeah. her over a, um, a lunar eclipse. Oh, that's really, that's poignant. Yeah. Or as they say, auspicious. Yes, and she's, she she's, was jet black when we when we got her. Like, she was black as night. <sighs> now she's kind of grayed um, just because, like, her she's only three, but her color just went. Um, oh. It's just like she – they told us. They were like, she's probably going to get much lighter. It's, it's like, you know, just be prepared. She's not going to be a, a stark, cool black dog for forever. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. She really did. She's like – people think she's older. I'm like, no, she's only three. She just grayed out, like – it's just her color. She came into her wisdom very early. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, anywho, side tangent on the animals. Um, okay, so, Leslie, you are here because you are here for the Halloween episode. So, happy early Halloween. Ah, same to you, yes. yes. We're recording this a week before Halloween um, for, for you guys, for your reference. And Halloween, I just kind of wanted to... Um, have Leslie explain briefly before we jump into the rest of the conversation. Um, there is a pagan holiday that is known as Samhain, and it's um, written S A M H A I N, pronounced completely differently as Samhain, and it is very much correlated with our version here in the, like, the U.S. and the Western world. You know, Halloween and that whole concept, mm-hmm. and. I know that since today's episode, we are going to be talking a lot about witchcraft and all things waking of the witch. Um, you know, that has more to do with the Samhain tradition than this, like, so-called trick-or-treat Halloween tradition. So, with that being said, I thought, can you just explain for those people who are listening and going, I've never heard of that term before. Like, what mm-hmm. does that have to do with yeah. Halloween? Can you just explain what yeah. that holiday is? Absolutely. So, Samhain... Um 
is a Gaelic word. And if are there any people out there that love, um, you know, are really connected to their Irish roots or just really pulled to a Celtic lifestyle, um, we know that 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 the Celts uh, write things very differently. And I always think it's kind of a fairy language. Um, so Samhain actually kind of translates Gaelic, Gaelic and it typically or traditionally translates to summer's end as I've understood it. Yes. And so this is a period of time on the wheel of the year and the wheel of the year are different um, pagan um, holidays that we celebrate. Um, and in them, of course, will be our equinox and our solstice, um, but also included in that is Samhain and it, it marks the end of the harvest season. Yes. Okay. Um, and so it starts to begin the descent into the underworld, right? We start to lights get longer and colder and darker, and um, it's so summer's end kind of says, okay, so the light is now going out, right. and so this is also a time where the veil is very thin, and by the veil I mean you know the veil, the 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 beyond, the conscious, the, this subconscious sort of veil, right? The, when you, I always think of the high priestess who's the guardian of the veil um, in tarot, a deep esoteric knowledge. But um, so it is when this veil becomes thin and it's a wonderful time. Of course, we this is a very favorite season for many folks, witch or no witch. Um, but it's, it's a time when, when we can really begin to communicate with our ancestors and so a lot of magic being practiced at this time is about, you know, healing our ancestral line, um, communicating more with our ancestors, working more with our own shadow work and our own shadow energy. And, um, yeah, so it's okay. basically kind of spending time finding out, you know, basically like honoring our ancestors and who are we, where are we, what are, where are we going as we approach this darker half of the year? Um, I know a lot of my, my witches, my witch friends prefer this time, this darker time to really become, you know, dive into that esoteric knowledge, really kind of embody the high priestess and mm -hmm. spend time alone and spend time in meditation and spend time in, in continued education and spend time in um, doing ritual for shadow self and, you know, with Venus being retrograde right now, um, mm -hmm. and we can talk a little bit about that too, it's another period of time where we can descend into our dark sides of ourself and really begin to relate as to, like, who am I in my relationship with myself? Because Venus rules love and relationships, and right. you know, she's a goddess of love, and, and she's a goddess of, of harmony and beauty and art and poetry. And um, but But... She also teaches us about how important it is to first begin to have a relationship with herself before we can begin to have a relationship with other people. And so retrograde period is a time when the planet begins to slow down. And it, 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 people always kind of feel like it's a fall behind period. But what happens is almost, I always feel like it's that slow motion where it's like, you know, <laughs> Just, and it slows down and it's an opportunity for us to kind of catch up with, okay, what are my relationships do, looking like right now? How can I nurture them? How can I cease parts of my, you know, parts of the relationships that need work? How can I like heal them basically? So with all of that to be said, brief turned 
brief description turned long description. Um, it's, a, you know, Samhain and, and um, it's this period of time right now is, is really time to get down to work and to communicate. Um, it sounds like very internal. It is very internal, but it's also like this is the time to, you know, this is why Halloween is spooky and scary because this is where all of sort of this activity becomes heightened. Um, and this the reason why, meaning what? Like spiritual activity. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Like, yeah, like the veil, like the, the veil thins. And so, right. you know, the, the, the ether realm and the human realm sort of meet. Right. Um, and so you can almost imagine a portal or a door opening right. um, in which we can commune with the dead and we can right. commune and the dead being our loved ones, our ancestors, you know? Right. Um, but yeah. And so a lot of times what, you know, the fires would be, you know, the bonfires for the harvest um, and it would be, you know, the ceremonies and the rituals performed on all Hallows Eve, Halloween, October 31st are about, um, you know, preparing the way for a plentiful, you know, winter. So kind of scaring away any spirits that might sort of attach or take over mm-hmm. or, you know, sully, sully the harvest in a way. And so right. that's why people wear masks um, to kind of banish all of that. And then what follows is November 1st, which um, I think a lot of people are familiar with um, the Mexican tr- tradition right. of, of Day of the Dead. Um it's also, you know, All Souls Day and a day where we can then really light our candles and honor our loved ones and thank them for their protection and thank them for their guidance. Yes, That's and I experience. love how it all just, it all ties together. And I think that I said this, you know, in the conversation last Halloween episode was like, Lauren was just really blowing my mind with like all these, like like the, the pagan tradition and the things and how they connect with our present day. Oh, yeah. And, and yet we go about completely ignorant if nobody tells us you know yeah and this there's... is it's just there's so much knowledge there and talk about waking up the witch i mean yeah there you go so with that being said i mean that whole conversation i just want to get in there yeah um, so thank sure. you for that explanation that was yeah. really good yeah can you explain to me and to the listeners who might not know uh exactly can I have your interpretation of when you say that you're a witch, <laughs> what does that mean to you? Uh, it means that I am one that can see beyond the, un, you know, the unseen, like the kind of when we discuss the veil, you know, which is one that sort of shifts her, her consciousness, his consciousness. It's, it's a non-gendered term too. Uh, I guess I'm speaking from my perspective mm-hmm. um i identify i identify as female um but it, it's it's when a witch can sort of bend that consciousness at will manifest you know witchcraft is science witchcraft magic is science and we are scientists i think is the best way to put it you know um we understand quantum physics. We understand that we are matter. We understand that we exist of electrons and atoms and energy and, and, and even like our DNA, our helix, you know, our DNA um, helix is carbon coded and mm-hmm. it, it can all, it's all at this like cellular level. Witchcraft exists at a cellular level. So to be a witch is to kind of command your own inner divinity and live and embody a life full of your highest best self and the highest best self of others. You know, when I teach 
the Elemental Magic class alongside of my dear friend Senta, um, we talk about it being, you know, a love of life in all forms. You know, the goddess says, all acts of love and pleasure are my are my teachings, are my blessings, are my, you know. Um, and so to me, a witch is one who embodies that energy, who embodies that belief. Um, the word witch or Wicca can break down to term typically like wise, wise one wise one and so it's somebody that just has kind of committed their life to their spiritual awareness social justice um you know it's all about life it's all about love it's all about Mm. earth and connection to the divine um and yeah i mean christianity has basically adopted those principles because in history, you know, paganism was the leading religions, you know, part of the leading religious paganism breaking down as like a, as how do I want to put it, like an overhanging umbrella, right. which would hold in like Druidism, you know, paganism, sure. um, Norse kind of Viking as well, earth religions, earth-based religions, those who identify as Mother Earth being the great creator, you know, Native American religions of First Nation people who gather and find the divine sacred, the mother earth sacred. Um, yeah, this kind of came before. Yes. It came before. Yeah. And it was just this weird, just moment in time where we could have gone, I think either way. And it's, I mean, we're certain, so that's like the, the, and it's, so it went the patriarchal route. Right. And so, um, I'm not, I can't find the like exact historical, Whoever this gentleman, maybe he wasn't a gentleman actually, but <laughs> he was a complete ass. But um, basically, was a pagan, and and I think out of fear, kind of adopted Christianity and began to um, bring it in. And as a way to bring it in, he sh- sort of masked Christianity by kind of utilizing pagan principles. So any of the rituals, of course, are using you know, sacred frankincense and myrrh. And, you know, if you, if you sit, if you read, we've all, I think many of us have been in a church experienced mass or ceremony. It's very much a pagan tradition. It's very much a pagan tradition. So when you say setting a specific, up an altar and when you say a specific person, you said, were we referring to a specific person that you're, that you're, that you're thinking of? Yeah, you, know, you can try and find the name. It's, um, I was just, I was curious cause I was like, Oh, is there hope? Yeah, it was there's like a one specific of the- one that. Oh wait a minute! Oh, is it the really famous one that started converting everyone to Christianity? Yeah. Oh, uh, wait, I know who this is, and it's I. I'm not recalling it at the moment. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I remember learning <laughs> about this in um my art history class. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna have to Google this because I don't know. I'll Google it later. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. There was, I remember that there was like, it was a pivotal time and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden he just started in, he just took it all on and went that direct. Like you said, I love how you put that as like, it was this pivotal point where we could have gone like one way or the other and we just went the other way. But you know, when anybody does anything out of fear as this person did, and I'm an absolute turd for not remembering, but you know, been filling my mind with other things these days um when anybody does anything out of fear this is what we have right we have a fear-based society we you know it's collapsing and you know this kind of leads into what we're talking about about you know the witch waking up is that 
men and women throughout this country right now are waking up to the fact that there is a greater divine. And it's this whole matriarchal energy. And when I say matriarchal, I, I, I think it's very important to be gender aware and, and um, that religion is binary. These terms are binary. They're, you know, they're constructs. And so you kind of think of it as a whole, um, because I do believe that, that us as humans embody both, you know, very much feminine and masculine energies. Um, so to say that the witch is waking this, this sort of feminine coming in, I don't mean female. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a fierce divine embodiment of energy. So what that do you is, think, what do you think they were so afraid of then? I think this energy is incredibly powerful. And I think for whatever reason we haven't, we've been dumbed down somewhere along the line there, there was, and I can't tell you when, um, that, this, and that was like this whole, like this fear and history of, of males burning women at the stake, burning men at the stake for witchcraft, you know, um, this power principle, you know, when I think about witchcraft or I, I could identify as being a witch, it's about a tr- tremendous power within that we can, we are meant to have. Right. We are meant to have no suffering. We are meant to have our heart's desire. We are meant to embody the divine, you know, this divine source energy. Mm. And God, those goddess. religions, like when they started they getting major it. big religions, they they sought to almost yeah take your power and put it in in, in one god or put it right. somewhere else that was outside of you. Right. The yeah. fear of it. The fear of it, because can you just imagine for a moment how beautiful this world would be right now if we were all completely in like love with one another in the most unconditionally beautiful way? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine right. if we you saw know? our own divinity that was within us, that was within each other, that it yeah. wasn't like looking for something outside of yourself to be powerful? That, like you said, you you said a witch is to command your own inner divinity, and. We've yeah, to, so yeah, lost to know that. It. Majority have I just they've lost that. Like yeah. you said, and it's like when did that happen? And I think that the, I think um who you might have been thinking of, we could be thinking of two different people. Were you thinking of Emperor Constantine? Well, yes. There's yeah, I mean that's kind of when it all started. Yeah. 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 So okay. So this is like so, so for you, the waking of the witch then, the, I love that term when you said that, um, it's like a remembering. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not my original term. I have to be very clear on that. <laughs> well, but, yeah, but, you know, everything is recycled inspiration these days. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there's um, a, a beautiful witch from England named Lisa Lister yes. who wrote a book called Witch. Yes. And she talks about the witch wound, which is this this deep kind of wound within us where we've been, you know, sort of recoded to believe that, you know, our worth doesn't mean anything that, um, God will damn us to hell if, you know, the witch wound is even bigger than that, right? It's women's power being taken away. You know, it's the witch's power being taken away. Um, now does that extend, like, since you were, we were talking about gender when like, again, this, I know it's from your perspective, but I know that men can obviously, they can practice witchcraft. Oh yeah. Yeah. So 
whenever we talk about like the witch wound, can that also be extended to people who identify as male? Is that oh, sure? Okay, absolutely. So. Like I said, it's there. It's 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 a free word. It's it's a you know, there's right. no constraining factors right. by gender for the word. Right. Um, and some people have been like, you know, well, men are warlocks. No, I mean that's not even as far as yeah, I'm concerned. Like, that's not a I've good heard, word. Like, wizard. I mean, I've heard all these yeah. different things, and I don't know like what's what or yeah. like what's wizard, what's warlock, what's witch. Like they're like, you know, that they. Yeah. Is it is it like are are is there a difference or is it just like? I don't believe there is. It's just witch. It's like an energy, I, yeah. and the energy of witch is, it's witch, like it's witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, do mm-hmm. you think that it's fair to say, is there like a little witch inside everyone, but they just oh. don't want to admit it, or they don't see it, or they'll never unlock it, or they don't want to? Yeah. I see it every single day in my store. I mean, people come in, and they're like, I am so drawn to this. I'm like, well, of course you are. We all are. This is our divine right. This is our inheritance. You know, we're meant to be, they were meant to kind of hold this power very dearly, you know? And I think that's really, and you know, let's see, I've had the shop now for almost three years. And I mean, it's, it's accelerating. It's an accelerating thing. It's so exciting, mm-hmm. you know? And I, and I think that it's, you know, when you think about like how, like our pineal gland has been calcified with like fluorides and different pesticides and foods. It's like people are trying to keep us from attaining this given by right birthright knowledge. Oh, I never thought of that in such a way. Oh, yeah. oh God. Like, I feel like it's so, I have such a conspiracy theory surrounding it. But like, <laughs> like, Oh my gosh. Like I just thought of like, so like, and this, it kind of sounds like as an extension of that, all yeah. of these ways that we, like the pesticides on food, like all the, everything, it could go to such an, you could take it to a huge level of how is it, how, like you said, with the pineal gland, how is everything that's in this modern day society kind of putting this like layer of dirt over our innate power? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. I mean, and it's, you know, when people are th- telling you to like eat for your soul, I mean, it's really about, listen, I love Doritos. So, you know, I mean, but balance is everything. And so is moderation, but you know, like to eat clean and to, yeah. you know, to feed, to feed your, your lungs and your third eye and your pineal gland and your so you know, it's really truly feeding your soul. Clean eating is about allowing those energies to begin to come back out. Oh, I feel like I just so got that on a different level. Yeah. Yeah. I I just like, I don't know, that just like was like an aha for me. Like I knew that on some level, but you, the way that you just said that in that way, it's a click moment. And I feel like maybe other people are having click moments if they're listening to this. Well, we are all day long. Yeah. Oh, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. I I really, really like that that way of seeing it. Oh, good. That resonates. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So... Oh gosh! So if we all have a little witch inside of us mm-hmm. that just is mm-hmm. just wanting to come out, um, yeah. I guess then, yeah, what's holding us back is like you see the people who are really like they're very scared. Like you said, that word fear of what witch witchcraft spells. Like, oh my god, right. what are you doing? Are there voodoo dolls? Like, what are you talking about here? Like, it starts to really conjure up images of ooh, conjure, good one. <laughs> As soon as I said that, I thought, oh, that was the perfect word. <laughs> but it conjures up these images that 
have been painted in, in fiction and stories and like fear based, all fear based. And like, mm-hmm. how do we, how do we get beyond that, Leslie? Like, I think that what is happening right now is there's a modern witch that's emerging. Yes, she is. And, you know, I think it's important to, um, she's different than she was 2000 years ago. She's different than she was 30 years ago. She is, he is. I have to, yeah, it's, it's, it's a witch that's waking up a modern witch and we, you know, we do things because I think that we're constantly, I just had my master Reiki attunement last Monday and my Reiki master is just such a amazing wise person and I respect her deeply and she was saying you know we we are accelerating at such a high rate that we have to keep up with how we're changing you know with the internet and all of this stuff now like witchcraft is changing you know we're getting more access to getting Reiki attunements we're getting more access to any sort of other sort of light worker attunements um I'm currently reading a book right now that is attuning me to the key codes of the Sophia dragon tribe you know they, there's like I think that becoming a modern witch in this age is about tuning into the light more and more and by light I mean our own like inner divine goddess or mm-hmm. own inner divine source where do you um, think and- is a good place to start like if someone's like like you said, they walk, say like those people that walk in your shop yeah, and they're like, I'm really drawn to this. And it kind of scares me a little because this wasn't how I was raised. I mean, just the term of the idea of ever calling myself a witch or saying I'm casting a spell or, you know, being like, God forbid, like the thought of, oh my God, I ever be in a coven or like, that just sounds like crazy to me. Like to those people who were like, this is like very intriguing but I'm a little scared. Like, where would I even tiptoe? Right. So, you know, I think baby steps. So I would say, you know, meditation, yoga, beginning to learn. Like, I think that that those two beginnings are safe for people to kind of start to look at their own light and learn about their breath. Because when we are in moments of just introspection and contemplation, we are able to be in tune with our breath. And when we're in tune with our breath, we begin to see our own divinity form in front of us. We begin to hear our inner voice speak to us that we are safe and we are protected and provided for. And from that step forward, well, what's a crystal look like? You're drawn to a crystal, buy a crystal. To have a connection with that, begin to hear what that might say to you next. Okay, from there, buy a book. What book is speaking to you? Do you want to learn the history of witchcraft and how it's changed? Drawing Down the Moon is a really great beginning. The Spiral Dance by Starhawk is a great book to begin. Modern witch Lisa Lister with her book, wonderful place to begin. Um, So baby steps, you know? I just, and I think that every day we are doing a ritual. Every day we're, we're, we're kind of casting a spell by you know, we started we started casting spells when we started to wish on a on the first star that we saw at night yeah i was gonna so ask you know what you, i like, mean what does it mean to cast a spell like what is that like is this like it's not like bippity boppity boo or something like what is casting a spell is that affirmations is that like what to like what is if is that an umbrella term for 
like, how do you describe spell? Because I think that just gets people to, they think that sounds really out there. Like, I don't cast spells, but, like, I say affirmations, like, as an example. Right. And affirmations or intentions, like, in any sort of intention setting or mission statement, is the beginning of, you know, when we when you first asked me about which, it was, like, somebody that's able to to shape and change their consciousness at will right Mm -hmm. so if you're a witch and you're able to to change your consciousness at will and then you're able to direct that energy out which is what i call manifest like kind of like setting an intention sending it out to the universe and having a manifestation of that come back to you that's casting a spell Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know um i you know a business plan is casting a spell do you know what I mean? Because you're right. so specifically decisive about what you're doing and you're writing it down and you're casting out the energy. I'm going to do this. I'm going to set this in action. I'm going to do this. Mm. And then you manifest your business, right? Yeah, I, I get that. It doesn't so, sound I think, so different. Right. It, it can be in any form, right? It can be in any form. Yeah, I think people think of it as... Like I said, like I'm thinking of, granted, I love this movie, Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Um, but affirmations that. can be daily, can, can be a continuation of a spell that you've been working on for a really long time. So yeah, like to get down to like the nitty gritty of it. Yeah. Okay. So you choose your moon phase, you choose your day of the week, you choose your intention, set your intention surrounding something that you want to manifest in your life. And you, you know, go ahead and you call in your quarters and you, you or you cast your circle and call in your corners and then you begin to raise an energy in a container. That's why Coven Circle, because, you know, there are a lot of solitary witches out there. And I was, and still kind of am a solitary witch. But when you call in two or three other people, your energy amplifies. And it makes the collective energy rise and direct it. And it kind of makes it a little bit more powerful, Right. Right. And so you kind of together hold a joint intention mm-hmm. and send it out into the universe. And maybe it's for social justice and maybe it's for peace in this world, you know, as a whole. But that's like more of a collective conscious rising of the energy, casting it out, casting a spell. Right. Yeah. Think about going fishing. Mm-hmm. You cast a string out into the river in hopes of manifesting a fish right (laughs) i think it's kind of it's kind of the same thing in a way right you're casting out your intention with the hope to manifest that Mm -hmm. and when 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 you're going fishing you expect to catch a fish so when you're casting a spell do expect to have that manifestation happen for you because i speak very much about setting an intention plus action equals your manifestation. And those are very common laws of attraction terms, like with the secret or the divine matrix. It's this whole quantum physics about like attracts like. And so if you are casting out that, hold on a second, casting out that energy, um, you're kind of bringing back, you're kind of putting the trust out into the universe and saying, I expect this to happen. You know, the second that you kind of, or very decisively set your intention, everything in the universe is rushing up 
to meet you to make it happen because by design and by sort of our inheritance being human beings, we are meant to have what we want. We're meant to have our heart's desire. But there are people out there that have this sort of abundance lack or this fear of, of, of you know, being successful. And so they like drown it out. That's sort of like the, the, the they're lack, looking for like, the, like a the lack theory that it's the opposite. It's like, they, right. I'm reading a book right now on the brain and I'm really geeking out on it. And I love you said witchcraft is science. Oh yeah. Because like this book is just like exploding my brain. Like speaking of my brain, it's just this idea that like literally if you, like you said about the abundance mindset, well, if you have your whole life had one mindset, you've created this strong neural pathway that says, this is the way that the that the world works. This is how I view money or this is how I view success, whatever it might be. And mm-hmm. You will continually search for evidence because that's how your brain works to, in fact, reinforce that neural pathway. Mm-hmm. And until you decide to change it because you have the power, like you said, to change, you have the power to command a different thought, a different mindset, a different neural pathway and build that to be stronger then you will never, you know, you'll continue to be in the mindset you don't want to be in unless you choose to redirect. And that's where all of that, like law of attraction, quantum physics, and um, it's, I get that. When you say witchcraft is science, like, I think that, like, I, I think that for some people that sounds counterintuitive almost, like, mm-hmm. oh, wait a minute, witchcraft is magical. How is that science? And I think to me it makes sense, but to others I think that's like, huh? Right, right. How is well, magic science? Right, so it's quantum physics. You know, I mean, and when I say that, I mean it's like it's like on a it's like on a cellular level. Like if time is not linear and everything's happening at once, magic is kind of occurring in that matrix. <laughs> It's kind of hard to describe. It is so hard to describe, but like I get it. Like, yeah, because even in Kundalini, they say yeah. Kundalini yeah. is a technology that it's science. Yeah, this is like all saying the same thing. Yes, that it like, is. Yes, it you is. You have it's you. Like you are this. You are connected to the source. Like you are a part of the source. Therefore, like you command power. Like you are that. And you, mm-hmm. like you said, you have the ability to, like you said, like really work with the, with the, with that power and with the elements and you have the power to set intentions and put them out there and you have the power to change your mindset and the way that your brain operates. Like it comes back to the same thing, mm-hmm. but yet, mm-hmm. but yet uh, and it just, I, I, I don't know, Leslie, it's like it blows <laughs> my mind in some ways that... <laughs> How are we still, as a, I would say as a whole, especially here in the United States, like, as a whole, how are we so, uh, like, far gone with understanding that we are not so separate? Like, that there's such a, you know, I know that you think about this too, like, that there's this separateness going on of power is outside of me and there's so much fear and it's like, how did we get here? I don't know. I just think about these things and like, I'm just like, Oh, how did we get here? You know, mm-hmm. I think it's falling away and I, because I think it's all, I think we're waking up. Yeah. It's thank gosh. <laughs> yeah. No. And it's going to take time. I was talking to my nephew yesterday and I was like, I might be able to see it in my lifetime, but I think that you will. 
see it in your lifetime. And I think that there are generations like of these modern witches, you know, to kind of stay in keeping with what we're talking about that are beginning to understand more and more that this, that, that this is more about star nation energies, right? Galactic cosmic energies. Mm. Isn't it pretty? Aren't those words pretty? Yes, they are. (laughs) But it is. And it's about like really kind of getting attuned and in tune with that star worker energy. Mm. Because that is where the shifts will begin. Right. That's where the shifts have already begun. I mean, once we hit 2000, yes, we are in a completely different time now. We are, we are existing in, in, in two, in two, the energy of two in numerology speaks to the feminine energy, right? Um, one is a masculine energy, two is a feminine energy. And we're in a two year, 2018. I didn't know that actually. I'm not super familiar with numerology, but oh, it's cool. One that's cool is that numer um, number two has been my favorite number since the time I can remember. Yeah, (laughs) it's always been my lucky number. (laughs) Yeah, so it's I love it even more. Yeah, so 2018 actually adds up to 11, Ah. um, which relates to the Justice card in the Major Arcana. And numerologists typically reduce numbers down to a single digit. So if you add one plus one, you get two. And two becomes the feminine, and two relates to the high priestess in the the major arcana in tarot. Are we not waking up to a divine energy this year? And are we not fighting? I mean, it's like we are absolutely fighting for equality and justice right now. So this is a year in which we are full speed, completely involved in it. And, and there's, you know, yes, there's a lot of separateness, but there's so much togetherness. And if we keep focusing on the separateness, well, that's what we're going to get. But if we continue to focus on the togetherness and that we are all working for this love and peace and this inherited divine energy that we embody, we can have it. Mm, you're so right you're so right yeah. it, it really comes down to like it's start with you like start with yeah. you know you can start with you is is like a good first step that's another good first step it's just like yeah. like you said start baby steps and start to start with you like you know the whole like lofty idea of like you're going to change the world that's beautiful but like just you can change the world by starting with you yeah and the, like you said that's where the shifts are going to be like these it's modern good. witches like start here yes and then everything ripples out from there. If you were to kind of see yourself as like the epicenter for how you react to things, it can ripple out and be contagious to others. Mm, I love that. Yeah. So since this is, you know, all, all things talking, witchcraft, self-care, yeah. <laughs> what are some of your favorites? Um, like, do you have a favorite, something that, and something that like any, any witch at any level could do. That's like a favorite self-care practice. Ritual baths. <laughs> yes. Right. You're probably doing it already. Yes. But a ritual bath. So water as an element represents the subconscious. And so if we are to emerge within the subconscious, we dive deeper into ourselves. And so when we dive deeper into ourselves, we're able to spiritually become more aware of self and kind of that, like, again, that inner embodiment of the divine light. Mm. Now, what and is so, the, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, no, go ahead. Continue, continue. What were you saying? 
So you can kind of pull all of the elements into that ceremony, um, being water, obviously one in which you're immersed in. You can have, um, you know, you want to cleanse your space first. You want to make sure you're actually, your bathtub is cleansed physically cleansed with some cleanser and then you want to energetically cleanse the space with your chosen um, activation method which could be bells it could be your own personal voice because sound is incredibly cleansing it could be by burning some palo santo so whichever kind of way you choose to sort of energetically cleanse the space you want to do that and then you're going to light a candle um a lot of times I'll just buy like two of the white novena candles um, and I kind of set them like a gate that I'll then like pass through as I enter into the tub. And then you can choose to like make a pre-bath tea by um, boiling all of your herbs and, you know, flowers in this bath tea, straining it, and then using the water to pour into your tub, which can be much easier on your drain. <laughs> you don't have like yeah, all sorts of stuff. But um, you can also like, you can do that pre and then, um, you know, if you'd like, you can put some rose petals in your tub because it's just so lo lovely and it's such an embodiment. It's like such a reminder embodiment of like that rose energy, which is right. just, it's very protective and it's also very beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um and then kind of soak yourself in that tub and set an intention. You can bring in, you know, to continue with your elemental theme, you can bring in your crystals to represent the earth. Mm, yes. your, your candles, of course, are representing your fire energy. And then the smoke of your incense or chosen um, like cleansing herb can represent the air element. When we kind of create all of the elements in any kind of original ritual, you're you're like plugging into that divine energy and making that connection to, to Earth and to Mother Earth. I love that. The and source that of all done, that. Energy. Yeah, go that ahead. That can Lynn. be done with like not even just like if you if you're like, well, I don't have a bathtub, but you can you could bring that into. You could still do that with a shower, like in some way. Yeah. you could still do that. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And in the shower scenario, I love imagining that I'm washing away all the negativity, washing away all the res like residue, energy residue, and allowing it to go down the drain. Now, you can also take that, that bath tea that I mentioned mm -hmm. with all of your chosen energetic herbs, um, and you can, once it's sort of cooled, you can then pour that over you oh. as well. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you. That was that, see, easy. Easy peasy, guys. It doesn't have to be like... That, that doesn't have to be, like, this incredibly, like, two-hour long. Like, yes, there's wonderful – if you have two hours to do, like, a huge ritual, like, go for it. But if you don't, then, like, you don't need to – it doesn't always have to be, like – No. Super. And a lot of times, like, my bath rituals only soak for, like, 20 minutes to a half hour. Um, but I will say, like, if you're you're consciously making it a ritual, once you step out of the bath, you it's very important to allow yourself to drip dry, air dry. Don't towel off. Let all of that, like, droplets of, of, of that water energy be a conscious reminder that you've been cleansed and you've, you know, and a lot of times what I'll do is I'll meditate in the tub as well to kind of hold that intention. I'll set an intention before I step into the water. You can, you know, it's practical, okay? You can make it as intense as you want it. You can make it as quick as you want it. Even just soaking in Epsom salt is really cleansing for you, right. really energetically cleansing. Oh, I love that. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. So <laughs> would you mind if you answered the one question that I ask absolutely everyone? 
So this is the self-care spotlight. And I want to know when I say self-care, what does that mean to you? Putting yourself first, mm-hmm. being positively selfish. You know, if you aren't meeting your basic baseline needs, you're not going to be helpful to anybody else, including yourself. So I think by, by nurturing and taking care of self and having strict boundaries is the very first, I think, well, actually, I think one of the most important ways to take care of self. Mm, Boundary, yes, saying no, saying no thank you, instead of being so quick to say yes, you know, really just being cognizant of what do I need today to take care of myself? Maybe it's just drinking a ton of water. Maybe it's laying on the couch with the cat on your lap. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it's whatever. Maybe it's going out actually to help somebody else. Maybe that's it. But for me, it's it's having very strict boundaries and providing myself with my very basic needs first. I like how you said positively selfish. Yeah. Because selfish should not be a bad word. It shouldn't be, you know, it it really is about taking care of you. And if you're not, you're not helping anybody else. You're grumpy, you're PO'd, right? You you know, you're probably run down and ragged. You're not going to be helpful to anybody if you haven't taken care of yourself and been selfish first. I dig that term, positively selfish. Yeah. It just reframes the idea of selfish. Yeah. Because I've heard people say self-care isn't selfish, but maybe self-care is selfish, but selfish isn't a bad thing. It's just positively selfish. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I like that. Good. Reframe. Another reframe. There we go. You know what? All of this stuff is about recoding ourselves. Mm, yeah. I've been saying that a lot. I've been saying <sighs> I'm rewiring my brain. You really need to read the Sophia Code. It's unbelievable. Okay. I'm, That's I'm, the name of it, The Sophia Code? Yes. It's a channeled writing by um, Kaya Ra. Okay. I'm writing it down. This is, yeah. I'll put it in the show notes as well, guys. Okay, good. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes, The Sophia Code. Okay. I'll have several books in the show notes for you guys. I'll have, yeah. Because <laughs> we just dropped a lot of books. I always have so many books that people mention. All right. I'll put oh. this in the show notes. Um, okay. Let's do some rapid fire questions just for fun. Okay. Okay. Sure. Okay, cool. What did you have for breakfast, Leslie? I haven't had anything to eat today. You've had nothing. It's two (laughs) o'clock. I drink a lot of water. (laughs) Is that normal? Like you just don't eat at all? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Like I might have an egg, like a hard boiled egg at like noon. Oh, wow. And you just... It's, it's yeah. not always a good thing. Yeah, I'm not saying this is a good habit. It's just, it is what it to, happens to be. Interesting. <laughs> but that being said, my stomach is gurgling too. Okay. So maybe after this, like, go get some food, Leslie. Yes. I'm going to do that. All right. Finish the sentence. I crave more... <laughs> Shoes. <laughs> it's the most enlightened answer ever i'm being honest (laughs) i think when i saw you last i you had really good shoes on 
I'm obsessed with shoes. It's okay. I'm really okay with it. Yeah, that's okay. I love that. Utter honesty. It's all I want on this podcast. How about this? When it comes to self-care, I could be better at... Eating. There you go, eating. (laughs) Eating, yes. Always talk about those basic needs, Leslie. Eating. I know, I know, I know. What's your sun sign? Um, Gemini. Oh, okay. You're a Gemini. What's your moon? I'm curious. Gemini. Oh, you're a Gemini, Gemini. Yeah. Oh, so you're really a Gemini. Okay. Gemini. Yeah. Gemini, Gemini, Leo. Oh, that's okay. My yeah. Yeah. My, that's my sign. I'd like to say that because I'm a double Gemini, it cancels out the negativity. <laughs> <laughs> Such a go. Gemini thing to say, right? Yeah. I'm a Leo. I'm a Leo sun. So I, yeah. get, I get that. I get that part of you. Um, okay, let me see here. Milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Milk chocolate. Okay. I would have thought you just said dark chocolate. No, and more more accurately, milk chocolate with peanut butter. Okay, yes. You got me on that one, girl. I literally just eat just peanut butter out of a jar. Like it's oh, like, I do too. I love it so much. Like on the regular. It's oh. I'm not lacking on the fats department from peanut butter. Like I just <laughs> consume so much of it. Okay, last one. Sure. If I could be a flower, I would be a... Uh, Iris has been popping into my head since the new moon. I'm just an embodiment of the iris flower. Oh, and is there a reason for that? I don't know. It just was presented to me in in a ritual I was doing. Okay, the iris. That is a beautiful flower. I think think prior to that, um, I don't know. I've always loved a stargazer lily. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. I love flowers, so. <laughs> I do, too. Yeah, I do. And I think, talk about all things, you know, witch and, and witchcraft and working with the, the elements and the earth. And I just, like, flowers are just so beautiful. And they just, yeah. the energy in a flower is just talk about, that's, like, everything. Like Isn't it true? Yeah. yeah. And then and then the relationship with the bees. It just, ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. That's why that's like one of my new fun rapid fire questions. Yes. Uh, yeah. Also, maybe a peony, but Iris. Is oh, aren't those was... like, geez, like a peony? I feel like is like. It's such a femme flower. Gosh, it's so beautiful. Yes, it speaks to like soul level, heart level. I love that. Yeah. Damn flower. Yeah. It's so good. I'm like so passionate about peonies I love and that roses damn flower. And, and sunflowers. Like I just have these favorites and like peonies yeah. up there. Yeah. Okay, Leslie, would you be able to please tell everyone um, where can they find you uh, in your shop on social media? I know they're going to want to connect with you. I've already sure. mentioned that Juju's like in Pittsburgh. Um, J U J U. Um, can you tell us where you are on social media? And can you also? Before you go, can you tell me why Juju is, you said it's an important term. So can you tell me why you named the store Juju and where can we find you so we can connect with you? Yeah. So uh, first first and foremost, Juju is um, my cat's name. Oh. Yeah. My beautiful little tortoiseshell cat named Juju. She's 14. Um, And prior to that, I... um, when I lived in San Francisco, my dear friend and I would send each other good juju all the time. So juju for me is an embodiment of good luck, good energy. It can be often referred to as, you know, juju as like a sort of a branch for like talisman or good luck charm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's a very, very, um, beautiful, powerful word. Um, and so when this little creature came into my life, it had to be her name. And then when I was kind of beginning to develop my business plan, I thought, well, my, it has to be Juju. And I mean, I was going through so many different names, but I said, no, this is meant to be Juju. Mm. So that's how this, how this store's name came to be. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at J-U-J-U underscore P-G-H. Juju Pittsburgh. Yep. Yeah. You're, 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 you're killing it, lady. <laughs> Thanks. Honestly, it's so, it's like, I am so like, I just, you know, you, you said you've had the shop three years and I know I already said it's beautiful, but it is one of my, definitely one of my favorite stores in Pittsburgh. It's, it, it just oozes Leslie. I mean, it, it's got you written all over it. You can tell it's <sighs> so from your heart. And I just really appreciate seeing that in people. I like talking about waking of the witch and all these things like people, modern women waking up that you can tell is like an embodiment of you going out into the world and just expressing who you are and putting your heart out there and doing what you love. And I think that is so inspiring to us modern witches out there to do the same. Yeah. And I mean, that's like a whole thing about self-care is like you have to get your light shining as brightly as you can so that others can see that light within you and be shining their own light. You know, I think one of the most important things about taking care of yourself is making that beautiful, illuminated, golden sort of beaming light shine. Mm -hmm. Because other people will say it and say, I can have that for myself too. I can shine my own light too. And it's really about that. I think as we're stepping into this new golden age of how we are, you know, waking up to our divinity, waking up to the ability to, you know, cast out this positive energy. We are allowing our light to shine. And I think that's what happened in the very beginning was that our light was so beautifully bright, it blinded and made other people fear it. Mm. And they wanted to extinguish that light, but they haven't been able to do that. (laughs) And they never will, never, Mm -mm. never will, never Mm -mm. fully be able to. And it is rising and rising and rising and we are waking and waking and waking. And I'm just really grateful for women like you. Thank you so much for being on the thank podcast. You. And thank you. Thank you for everything. You're you're leading the way and you're you're shining your light too. <laughs> thank you. I'm doing my best, Leslie. Doing my best. <laughs> All right, girl. Thank you so much. Thank you. How great was that, you guys? Last year, you all loved my witchy conversation with Witch Lauren from Boston. So I just knew that having Leslie on the podcast would be just the ticket for this year's Halloween Samhain-themed episode. As Leslie mentioned on the podcast, perhaps take a moment this holiday week to honor where you come from and cast your own spell by setting an intention to reflect during the winter months ahead and figure out what you truly need and where you want to go. Remembering that self-care is positively selfish as you learn to command, take care of, and attune to your own inner divinity. And don't forget, if you're interested in hearing more about the Journal Deck Affiliate Program, 
or to submit now that you're all done with listening to this podcast episode, simply go to alyssacousins.com forward slash journal deck affiliates or click the link in the show notes. Submissions close on Friday, November 2nd, so you better get to it, girlfriend. And with that, I'll talk to you soon.